Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church, interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We have two services every Sunday at Harvest. We begin at 8.45 a.m. We have our second service at 10.45 a.m. And at that 10.45 a.m. service, we have Japanese and Korean translation available. That's at 10.45 a.m. Also, when we have our live stream on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, part two of The God You Can Trust from Exodus 3, 11 through chapter 4, verse 17. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, hop a day, Chris. This Sunday, we're going to pick up the second lesson in our study that we're going to do through the book of Exodus and maybe even pick up some of the chapters uh, in the book of Nehemiah talking about the exodus of the people of Israel from bondage and slavery to the promised land. A lot of the early part of this story is going to revolve around a very significant leader in the life of the nation of Israel. His name is Moses. And we'll pick up the second part of chapter three this Sunday, which is a really interesting section. Uh, God is beginning to identify Moses as the leader that's going to bring his people out of this slavery. And Moses' response is, uh, you have the wrong guy. (laughs) It can't be me. And it's in this chapter where God begins to identify to Moses that it's it's not about Moses. Uh, in fact, this is where he God says, I am that I am. And this identification that I'm going to go with you, God says, and I'm going to help you in whatever I've called you to do. And so we're going to spend some time just looking through what God says to us uh, through the life of his servant Moses. And we would love to have you join us this Sunday. Well, on Harvest Time today, I'm thankful to have uh, Warren Hahn with us. Warren has been a member, part of the Harvest family for, uh, Warren, how long have you uh, have you been around Harvest? Probably a number of years. Um, I think it's about 16, 17 years. Okay. My wife wouldn't know better, but uh, <laughs> she always corrects me on that, but about over 16, 17 years. Okay. Warren is um, a businessman here on the island. We'll get to hear a little bit of his story in a minute. Um, and has been very involved at Harvest and in ministry, connected with Harvest, even around the islands. Loves God, loves God's Word, and so we're really great to to be able to have you here. In fact, maybe we'll start with the end of it. Right now, you actually live on a couple different places. You have businesses <laughs> here on island, but yes. your family's actually living in the States, right? Correct. Yeah. So you come back and forth a little bit. You live in California, but you come back here and... Correct. Um we, I started that life about uh, four years ago when Pastor Gary came to the island. Um, it's been a journey, but uh, I believe this is what God has in his plan for us and for me going back and forth at this point. Yeah, I'd love to ask you about some of that um, as we get through this. Let's go back to the beginning. Tell me about your background, where you grew up, what's your story? My name is Warren Han, and I was born and raised in South Korea. Uh, and I was born, I was raised until high school, and then I went to the states for school, and I graduated from uh, college and uh, and uh, um, uh, 
master degree in uh, in business. Where did you go California. to college? In California? What college? I, yeah, I did go to California, uh, University of Southern California, USC. Okay. And then uh, um, I went to Northrop for my MBA. And then um, ever since then, I've, I've been working uh, up to, nine, uh, to 1993 uh, in California and moved to Guam in 1994 with my family. Then it was only my wife and my first child, Christian. Tell me, yeah. Tell me a little bit more about your family now. You have how many children? Sure. Uh, my wife' name is Janet Han, and uh, my son Christian Christopher, and uh, my uh, uh, last one, Caitlin. She came along uh, about ten years after Christopher, my second child. So it was God's blessing for mm-hmm. all the my ch- uh, children, and um, they've been out of college. They've been working last probably five. Four or five years, and my uh, my last child, Caitlin, is in high school. Okay, great. So uh, you came to Guam in 1994. Um, how, how did that come about? How, did you have some contacts here? Or? Yeah, I had uh, some family members here, and then uh, it was a hard time back then in 1992, 93. Uh, not economy, not only economy. Uh, wise, but uh, I had a family member passed away through, mm. uh, in, in, in an incident. So that got me thinking, I right, maybe I should be closer to my uh, family in Korea. So I still have a family in Korea. Sure. Uh, so uh, God opened the door uh, for a job here at, as a contractor in, in, in on Guam. And then uh, ever since, I, I've been I've been exploring different options, different businesses. So uh, I ran the gas station for about eight years. I ran uh, this uh, current uh, business, uh, coffee industry business, for about 23 years now. Wow, yeah. I'm getting older, for sure. Yeah, you have some coffee shops here on Guam, right? I uh, do. Yeah, we do. Uh, we have uh, five stores here. and, and uh, What's the name of your stores? Coffee Beanery. Yeah, kind of all around the island, five stores here, and then... Yeah, in Aganya, Tumon, and mall locations we have. And then now currently, uh, Jan is running his own, her own store in California, in Newport Beach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, God has been blessing us through the business, and then we've been trying to get give back as as we can. Yeah. God's, you know, God's, uh, uh, God's business, really. Tell me about growing up in Korea. Um I want to ask you about your spiritual life here in just a minute, but just in general, what would be the like the big thing that you would say is the most memorable thing about your growing up years? I went to, uh, I don't know if it's probably a negative thing as a spiritual concern, but I, I was uh, brought up in, uh, in a uh, Buddhist environment mm-hmm. as my mother was. Uh, uh, a believer of uh, Buddhism, uh, but they sent me a school, a Christian schools, and for elementary and a junior high. Okay. Uh, elementary was a choice. Junior high was automatic uh, transfer from that uh, elementary school. Um, and I've been going to, I've been attending all these services every week as an elementary student, and I never knew God. I never. Was I, ne- I never was interested in knowing God. It was as part of my life as like any, I mean, like what, whatever it was, uh, it was part of it. And, but 
I was not going to church or attending any uh, services for uh, biblical reason or spiritual reasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, it went on up to high school and without knowing God. And to be honest, I, I remember one guy who was a Christian in junior high. I was mocking about his mm. faith in Christ. And uh, I was a wild kid, I guess, I, you mm-hmm. know, in a, in, a, in a junior high in high school. And uh, I was mocking them and, and uh, without knowing the fact that who God really is. Right. And I was not interested in, in knowing God at all. Did you have any family members, anybody that you knew that was Christians besides nope. maybe at school or something like that? No, I had no Christian in my family. Yeah. I think it was me. I think I was the first one uh, in, in my family being a Christian. Uh, okay. uh, so it was, I think it was God's grace, obviously. Yeah. So, Well, tell me about that. So you graduated from high school, went to uh, USC or to California. I went to USC in California. And I got saved when I was in college. Okay. Um, I had a background of a uh uh, some Bible stories and Bible uh, facts, but uh, I just did not know who God was. I just did not know what God's plan or of salvation for uh, for us. And uh, a friend of mine in, in college shared that gospel with me. And uh, it was probably a tough time because separating from family. Sure. Uh, and it was... It was like first time being independent mm-hmm. in, in in entire my life and of seventeen years. I, I think I was seventeen when I got to the states. So, and I got I got uh, into his church and uh, uh, and then uh, just getting to know Christians here and there. So uh, that was the uh, my beginning of a Christian life, and I got saved. I think I was twenty years old. So as you start, I'm so interested in these, you know, in these experiences that God draws us to himself. When you started to be interested in spiritual things, was it um, other Christians that you, you know, the compelling relationships there? Mm-hmm. Or is it intellectual questions that you started to have? You know, what, what was the initial interest? I think it was my environment of being a lonely, yeah. uh, separating from the family. Right. I think that's... That was probably initial uh, step that uh, I got interested in God, and uh, and then I got to know people, and they were, I mean, not everybody I I, I saw in the church was wonderful, but you know right. there are quite a few genuine Christians that has has given me a, a attention and then taken care of young college kid from Korea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I remember one couple actually did really take care of, took care of my spiritual needs and uh, uh and then uh his name is Bob Walker. I I've seen him I think the last time I communicated with him, with him was about 10 plus years ago. Mm. And uh yeah, it was it was it, that couple really took care of me mm. uh spiritually. Uh, so uh, uh, that was that was a good that I met that couple at that point. Yeah, and God sent me that couple and in that in, at that time in my life. What did you think about the Bible before that? Let's say, like in Korea, or even as you as you came mm-hmm. to the states, did you just not know anything about it? Did it? 
I mean, I went to Christian school for, for nine years. Okay. Out of that nine years, you hear so many stories about Bible characters. Mm. That's how they preached, I remember. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they taught something else and besides the theology and all that, but I, I, I remember all this, uh, all this Bible character stories. Um, again, when you're a not believer and have no intention of believing in, a, in God, and you just not, uh, you just look at a Bible as just like any other book. Yeah. You know, just like, you're just not interested. And and uh, uh, no need until God uh, got my attention. Being uh, separating from the family members mm-hmm. was the big change of my life for the first time, and that's how how got my attention. And I got and uh, his I got interested in his uh, what he had to say about you know, who he is. That story is repeated in different ways. God gives us a thirst for something sure and uh there's a need that we feel you know sometimes it's emotionally or relationally it can be any different number of different things that kind of whets the appetite and what the bible says about itself is that god has to through his spirit make us alive to the word Mm -hmm. i mean there is you know this quickening that happens where and and there's other things that have that come along with it where when before it was just a book now when I read it, something in there is, is alive, and that's a work that God's Spirit does Absolutely. within us. Absolutely. Yeah. Even though I accepted Christ as a Savior when I was 20 years old, but my spiritual life, I mean, I've been serving at a church different uh, capacity as a young college kid. Mm-hmm. But as, as I got into about 26, about six years later, through the trial, God really showed me that He loved me first, and uh, that's how I got into uh, God. Became a, 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 a tr- through a trial. Mm. I mean, who enjoys trial? I mean, I I just didn't understand what trial was. I thought God was. I mean, like everybody else, thinking God will take care of me. And uh, I mean, in in obvious way, it was a in a worldly blessing. And you know every, everything will be just better, and you know job and all that stuff, you know, you know home and house and all that stuff. Well, he'll take care of that, you know, right. provide that for me. But it wasn't so yeah. uh, until I realized that through the trial I went in, uh, went through uh, when I was twenty six or twenty seven years old. That's when I really understood about. Not only the salvation plan, but also He loves me. Hmm. So uh, I think that's that was my breakthrough in my spiritual life. Hmm. Maybe from that time, you feel like spiritual growth started to happen. Maturity Absolutely. starts to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, uh, Mr. Walker, Bob Walker. Is that mm-hmm. the right name? Mm-hmm. Um, and his wife. Yeah. Uh, so what what was it about them? that you know comes to your mind when you think about their influence on your life i think it was more uh more of their genuineness yeah rather than you know hey how are you doing mm-hmm. you know all that like uh, not that it's bad to say hi how are you doing but he, he, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't the kindest guy in the world 
I, I mean, he was sometimes can look mean and all that. But when he says things, when he does things, it's not only what he says, what he did. Really, uh, I, I, real, I, I, I felt that he was a genuine. Mm. And uh, he really cared for uh, who I am as a Christian and wanted to help me to grow as a, as a Christian. So it was really a genuineness of their uh, couple that really touched my heart. Yeah, that's really encouraging to me. And then, you know, when you're 26 and 27, again, was that more on your own as you started growing, or were there other people involved in that? I don't think I grew my, by myself. Right. I, I, there were people around me, and, uh, um, you know, the preaching that I listened to uh, besides the church— I think it was my initiative to start to listen to the different preaching and read more Bibles. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, obviously, that's how you grow as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it was, you know, back then there was no YouTube or <laughs> no other uh, social medias to listen to, but it was more of a CDs and tapes and all that. I, I listened to a lot of different. Uh, tapes, but I, I finally got into the one preacher who has been really interested, uh, emphasizing on not only a salvation but grow as a Christian mm-hmm. discipleship. Yeah. So really, he was he that that pastor was evangelizing people and discipling people. Yeah. So. Yeah, we uh, have experienced that story over and over again, sure. right? This sure. at this point where many people become believers, and unfortunately, sometimes for any number of reasons, uh, but mostly I think connected with church. The church isn't equipped enough or burdened enough to, to be proactive in the discipleship process. And so sometimes it does take a while um, for mm. for that to really take root and grow, and it comes alongside people and teaching. I, I think that story is very consistent. Yeah, um, absolutely. So fast forward, you know, a little bit. I don't know the age or the timing and all this, but you ended up on Guam. T- tell me about coming to Harvest. How did, how did that happen? I got to, I get into Guam about, uh, in 1994, and uh, I didn't come to Harvest until I think it was a 2002 or three. Okay, if I remember correctly, around that time. Um, there was some issues with my uh, old uh, my former church, so I had no other choice but leaving that church. And we went around. My wife and I were, uh, sh- I don't know, I should say shopping around, but uh, look around the uh, churches. I I wanted to say shopping because <laughs> some churches were like I did not understand what their direction was by attending couple Sundays. So we went to the, went on to the different churches. And Harvest, I, we were sending our kids to Harvest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, Harvest was my last choice only, only because we knew Harvest. Mm-hmm. And we, we just knew uh, how they ministered to people. So we went around about three different churches within a month time, and then we came to Harvest in uh, summertime, and that's our former pastor, Mari Heron, uh, took on the pastor leadership uh, about a year before. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I realized that 
teaching of Bible, I I do I did feel uh, feel that some of the theologies I did not learn right. So came, coming to Harvest was uh, another uh, big step of my spiritual growth mm. with right theology mm. and learning the right way of what God says in the Bible. So that was our awakening moment. And my wife and I enjoyed that teaching for about a you know, full whole year. I mean, we did after two, but that was a full uh, awakening time for us. Hmm. I love that. Just the, the word being taught in you know, practical, helpful ways and growing together and rethinking some things. You know, so what does the Bible say about this? I mean, that's the story of you know, a lot of people that come to Harvest or churches like Harvest. Where you're having to think, or think through. What's the yeah. Bible say about this? I want to sure. believe what the Bible says, and so yeah, it's it's really uh, fascinating. It's really interesting. Um, and then you know, God has used you and your wife over the years. You've been involved in deacons, chairman of the deacons, um, ministry, and you have a burden for missions and uh, really a lot of different ways, teaching, discipling. We've really been been thankful for that over the years, and. Uh, and you would say that you've just kept growing along this time, right? Oh yeah, it's it's. A, I mean, we all know as a Christian, it's his life. Uh, uh, it takes a lifetime to to learn and grow, yeah. and, and you'll be completed as you die, as you go to heaven, and as you get get with God. And uh, yeah, it's uh it's been uh, slow sometimes, sometimes pretty fast, yeah, but surely, but. It, it was a growing process. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's that's no doubt about that. And, and we've been, yeah, it's been a long time, but it's a long process, but still learning and growing. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it, it's the same. It, there are some seasons that when our growth is a little slower, and then it's accelerated. And usually, sure. you, you know, circumstances that play into that in different seasons of life. Absolutely. Um, but but always this progressive as we as we're trying to feed. Spiritual growth can be challenging. A- anything in particular that you have found to be helpful for you just in the in spiritual growth? Spiritual growth uh, comes from consistency of reading and studying. Hmm. Not just reading, but studying the Bible. Yeah. Um, so I've been I've been exposed to some uh, expository preaching different way as a pastor Gary does that every Sundays. Uh, it, it's I, I learned to dig into Bible uh, in different ways and with the, the different commentaries and but now I'm, I'm 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 I am yeah that's how I think I was able to grow. I was able to accumulate my Bible knowledge and theology and compare with other what other preacher had to say. Mm-hmm. Those process was the uh, last probably fifteen years. I've been to harvest. I've been I've been starting to do that. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it's your consistency in in studying the Bible. Yeah, and no one's gonna force you. Well, alongside with you know you know business, you've been a busy, uh, successful businessman over these years. But you also uh, took on you know you. Some counseling classes. Did you finish that degree? You're still in the process, or no, not yet. Okay, it's working on it. But uh, I, I know it's just, 
your heart has yeah, just been yeah. to grow and learn. Yeah, it was, it was not about certification sure. or you know whatever. But it, it, after after I'm doing this like last four years, going back and forth from the states and here, and it's um, at first it was a little challenging of plugging into the one church, yeah. you know, and, and serving others. And but I I realized that I learned it over the years that you know um, I don't have to be a deacon I don't have to be like full time minister, but any Christian really couldn't use counseling biblical counseling, so that's why I got in I got I got interested into uh, biblical counselor and counseling uh, programs. Yeah. So I've, I've 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 learned that I, I've watched a lot of different videos how they do it and and it's it's getting to a little more deeper I guess they counsel other Christians so uh, yeah that's how I I, I learned and I, I got into uh, into that uh, biblical counseling program. Well, you have been an active mentor, discipler. Um you know, just casual counsel with people over the years. And you can see that, and, th- and that's what counseling is. It's taking God's Word, sure. helping to, yeah. you know, encourage others, both in their challenges and their steps of growth, and I've watched that with you. Sure. Warren, this has been great. Thank you for being willing to come and share your testimony, what God's done in your life, our prayers for God's continued blessing on you and your family. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we want to take this opportunity at the end of the program to invite you again to services this week at Harvest Baptist Church. First service is 8.45 a.m., the second at 10.45 a.m. That's every Sunday morning. We'd love to see you at either service. You can also view our live stream service at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.